Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker and founder of Sip of Paradise Garden, Kiata Mincy Parker. So if you've missed part one, go back, belly up to that bar first and give it a listen. Um, Gina, you promised to save a seat, right? Absolutely. Right here. Yes. Right here for them. Nice and warm, <laughs> as you said last time. <laughs> it's a little warm in the room today. I was like, what? All right, keep going. Sorry. All right, Kiata, in part one, you shared with us um, a little bit about your childhood, about how farming's really in your blood, bartending's really in your blood, and how COVID, um, ironically, played a positive role in how you've how you've gone into this, and you said it blossomed into this new space. So I want to make sure if our listeners haven't gone back and listened to part one, or if they missed it, please tell us once again what is Sip of Paradise Garden all about. A Sip of Paradise Garden is a nonprofit bartender's hospitality community garden based in Atlanta, but we are destined to take over the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peaky in the brain style all day. Um, <laughs> I love we it. offer horticultural therapy. We have a space, which is really a safe space for members to grow their own food. We do wellness activities, um, educational resources, financial resources. Just all these amazing things, and we are growing literally and figuratively. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, how did you go about? You left off where we were in our last conversation in part one, rather. Um, how did you establish it as a nonprofit? Then, how did that happen? So that was part of the process with the competition. When I got the original grant, it was one of the things. Like I, I like to follow the rules. I. <laughs> Even though I break rules a lot and I don't really conform, I really enjoy following the rules. So when I was setting this up, my um, accountant, who was a regular of mine, like Dustin's followed me to like a few restaurants. And he, you know, every time I do stuff, I have to drop him off a little bottle or something, you know, keep him happy. <laughs> um, nice. But he said, he was like, so are you trying to do this as a nonprofit? I know you're trying to help people. Maybe that should be the structure. So we initially, when we set it up as a, a licensed business in the state of Georgia. We set it up as um, as a 501c3 as well. And one of the things with your, when you send up your 501c3, depending on who's in the office and how they're moving, it could take a few weeks or it could take months. And I'm really not sure how, but with COVID, it kind of breathes through. I really feel like a lot of people weren't doing much and my application was the one that was there and people were like, oh, let's process this. And it happened. So I'm happy. Wow. Mm -hmm. Nice. You don't often hear that. No, yeah. Nobody <laughs> takes forever and it, ever and ever and right, ever. Right, right. But yeah, so we are a registered Bible 1C3. So when people donate or um, just whatever, and not to put people's laundry out there, but when certain bartenders need community service hours or stuff, we can actually be a space for that. So we can help people with stuff because oh, we're great. registered that. Well, I mean, even that is, you know, people find them, many people find themselves in a little bit of a crunch, let's call it that. And having your pe having people around you that are part of your community help that are you not do that. judging you. That's what I'm saying. And right. that makes Everybody you feel judged. That's great. Yeah. It's okay to fuck up. Yeah. Right. Not twice. Yeah. Not twice. Not twice. <laughs> <laughs> I tell that Jared, once is cool, twice you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So that's always one of those things, right? That's yeah. a benefit. That's great. That's great. And anyone can participate, but basically it's really a community for hospitality um, right. workers. 
Right. That's the premise. So the only real requirement to be a member, to have some stake in some sort of ownership in this, is to have been a bartender at some point in your life. Like, say, Alex, the sound uh, lady was in college, <laughs> going to sound school, um, you know, wherever that may have been. And she bartended for six months and she was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm a focus <laughs> of staying in school. I'm going to get an internship, whatever else. But the fact that she worked in that environment and she understands what it takes to be in that environment, the stresses, the pressures and everything and how I feel like they people, bartenders and people who've done it before and at some point have a reminiscence of the pluses and the minuses of that and why we need a space like this. We yeah. are, you know, and hospitality people as well, too, because we have had um, a barista who is now training on the bar because, again, you know, Bartenders don't walk in as a bartender. Every bartender, like even me coming up, I bar backed for a whole year for this tiny, dinky little Brazilian restaurant in Atlanta like 10, 15 years ago. You know, everybody cuts their teeth somewhere. So that's the only real requirement. And I just feel like people like us will treat us a certain way as opposed to someone who's never done anything of service, anything like that, coming there start taking over and bullying people. And, you know, I just, you know, I don't want it to be problematic. It's for us, but everyone is welcome to attend, to volunteer, to donate, to give, to everything. But you just can't have a sense of ownership as in owning a piece of this if you have not worked in hospitality. I love that. Yeah. I like a place for bartenders. Yeah. You know, I feel like people, yeah, that's nice. It's good. And hospitality workers are definitely, you know, we're all called to service. You know, I have, I have plenty of degrees and still maintain being in bars. So, you know, I get it. I totally get it. But you know what else we're going to go do? We're going to make a cocktail. Let's do it, damn it. Let's go make a cocktail. We're taking Let's you with us. Yes. We're, we're taking, taking you with, with us. us. I'm here. <laughs> I love a field trip. Let's go. <laughs> Especially when it comes with a cocktail. <laughs> damn right. All right. So we're going to be, so Kelly, I was completely inspired by the fact that you, you know, have this community garden for bartenders and I wanted to bring my community to you, which is like my Italian American heritage and figs and things that are delicious. And I had to like represent a little bit. So if you want, if you want to, you can go to um, Instagram and you can see that we made a fig syrup and how to use that and how to use figs at Designated Drinker. And what you have is this beautiful um, fig syrup, which I don't know if you can see, but it's so pretty and it's steeped with a little bit of caramaro in it, which I love. You know, we all know that it comes from the cardoon um, plant, which is nice and bitter. So everything came from farm. So, you know, delicious. So we're gonna make this cocktail. And basically what it is, is like figs meet a Manhattan. Um, it is tis the season, you are celebrating. And what's more, um, for me, what's more a holiday than a trip to New York City? So Manhattan had to be um, represented in my holiday, right? So we are going to start off with um, one ounce of fig syrup. We're making two cocktails. There is this whole recipe we doubled, and for the single recipe, you go to Disney Drinker Don Show, and it'll all be there. Then we have two ounces of vermouth. Um, I chose the Dolan. Um, uh, rouge because it is definitely easily found. You know, you can get very fancy with your vermouths wherever you are. Get what you like. Then we're going to put in four ounces of bourbon. There's two ounces in each cocktail. 
Um, sometimes I like to put a little extra quarter ounce in my cocktails, depending on the bourbon that I'm using. If I'm using a rye to make the Manhattan, I'll sometimes back away because the ryes are usually a little bit stronger. Um, we're gonna take all of this and we're gonna put it into our stirring glass. So let's first, we're gonna fill our glass with um, three quarters full of ice. We're gonna pour our cocktail over the top. Um, rule of thumb is if you're not ready to stir or use the cocktail right away, I always make it not over ice. I add the ice last. It is very important for the dilution. So we're gonna turn this uh, 38 rotations. If you're in a, you gotta be honest with yourself with the situation, is my house 500 degrees? If it is, you're going 45 times. If you're in an island situation, it's 90 degrees, you're going 45 to 50 times. The drink needs to be cold. Now, why would you spend all this time stirring a drink if you don't put it in a cold glass? So in the meantime, before I start this cocktail, I should have mentioned that I iced down my martini glasses. So there's my, um, see, I forget things too. <laughs> All right, so we're putting this in there. Now, if you are a bitter person, this is your opportunity right now is to add bitters, but I remember in my fig syrup, I told you that I added um, a little bit of cardamomo, which is quite bitter and delicious. And then just one more time for all the people listening, cardamomo is not cardamom syrup liquor, okay? So please. Please, if you take one PSA from this this whole thing, that is not what it is. Okay, so we start our cocktail. <clears throat> we are going to drop this out. Now, <clears throat> we have our cocktail. I'm going to take one little pinch of Maldon salt in the bottom. I like a little bit, just a little bit with the sweet and the savory, it's like my favorite. I'm gonna put that in. So now I'm going to just make a little garnish, teeny tiny garnish. I mean, I have to make this for Louise, so it better look really beautiful. And then we're just gonna take itty bitty, itty bitty 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 of oregano blossom on top of the actual garnish and not in your cocktail. Okay, we're gonna do the same thing one more time with our fig. And you can prep this ahead of time. You know, you have people coming over, you're not making this on camera at your house. You can put a little bit of oregano blossoms on your figs. So, there you have it. A little figgy Manhattan. Look how pretty. Good. <laughs> so out. beautiful. You're so awesome. I can definitely see it. I'm so jealous right now. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Oh. Gina, this is so beautiful. I mean, it's pretty to look at, but it's so tasty. You know, here's the thing. I love the candied figs and putting them in the drink, right? But I like, I love the idea of like the fresh fig versus that if you're gonna eat something with it. But um, that little pairing is just like so fun with the burrata and the Manhattan is like sophisticated and beautiful and holiday and- But simple. Simple, super simple. You can make this in pictures. I, I, if you're gonna entertain and you're home and you're doing this, you've gotta make it easy. Make it so that it's available, they can stir it themselves, because immediately when you have friends over, especially if you're a bartender or a chef or whatever, you are 100%, they, they, everyone thinks that you're there to serve them. Or if you're co-host of a show called The Designated Drinker Show yes. and you <laughs> have friends that are Gina, Everyone thinks that I can do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like 
like when they were like, can you whip up that drink? Then yeah. Like, well, it's a blue cheese reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Let me Instacart some blue cheese over to make your needs and I'll just, <laughs> just be miserable. No problem. Let me ask you this. How long would the syrup keep considering there's fresh fruit in it? There's not one once it's cooked down and everything and you're gonna strain you're gonna strain it off, right? Yeah. So you could actually make this. It's a great bottled cocktail. You can make it, put it in your freezer, it'll be great for like the season, gifts. I always say that like Give people things that you like. Like, you don't have to give people expensive things. Give them things that you like. Yeah. You know, like, that's a nice gift to give. Like, the gift of, like, a cocktail for two, and it's, like, in a little pint, and, like, you can have two of these on ice if you want. You know, whatever. I like those kind of things. Simple. So you think this syrup alone would last how long? I don't know. Six months in the refrigerator? Oh, really? Wow. That's a good one. Now, if you put it in your windowsill and your cat licks the outside of it every day <laughs> and you call me up and you're like, there's bacteria on it and cat hair, I'm you're like, like Shut. well, I don't have a cat. No, and you said it in the refrigerator. And it, and it also wasn't in the sun and it didn't lick it Airtight in the refrigerator. Airtight glass jar in the refrigerator. Don't put your syrups in plastic. Back. Please. Please. You spend all this time. Just, just keep it in glass. If you're gonna store it, it goes in glass. You need to transport it in a snapware for five minutes, sure. But if you're gonna store it, you gotta put it in glass. Gotcha. Yeah. So where are they gonna go to get this recipe then? You're gonna go to designateddrinker.show for the recipes and trips and tricks and how to, and also how to get to um, Sip in Paradise Garden, that's it. You can also go to Instagram, uh, designateddrinker, Instagram, and you can see the videos of like how to make these drinks and other tips from Many, 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 many cocktails. For many, many. Six seasons worth. Six seasons. And again, if you've missed anything what Gina just um, fell out Mom of her knows. face, what just fell out of Gina's face, don't worry. Just go to your um, episode notes. We will have the links to everything she just talked about, Instagram, all of the beautiful cocktails, recipes that are on the website, as well as make sure there's a link to a sip of Paradise Garden so you can uh, keep track of what all the things Kiata's got going. Got yeah, a lot, a lot growing. She does have a lot growing. <laughs> I'll donate. I'll Eat donate tree. persimmon trees. Persimmon Ooh. trees. Yeah. 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 Yep, yeah. Yep, I, found, yep. I got my I got my first two persimmons this year. It was mm. it was a big deal, a very big deal for the, for the farm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the two yes. trees. How long uh, does it take before they start to fruit? Seven to ten years, depending on your soil. Wow. That's a mm -hmm. commitment. But you're not supposed to pick the fruit. Seven to ten years. You just leave it. You gotta let it fall off. Everyone's like, oh, did you eat it? No, you gotta let it fall off. And give it to, like, you know, animals. You can eat it when it falls the day it falls on the ground. Yeah. But um, you shouldn't pick your fruit. You pick it, you're gonna ruin your tray. Huh. You leave it alone. There's about 18 jokes. Don't you know, <laughs> don't you know Adam and Eve? Don't take the apple. You can look at the apple. I can see my the mother's apple. like, don't touch your persimmon. You can't, you just can't, you can't take it yet. Well, it works out good for me because I just send like the ducks and the chickens into the garden, they clean it all up. There you go. That's the next thing, Kiara. Do you have chickens there yet? No, my husband's wanting me to get chickens. We do have bees though. And the bees have That's cool. Oh, that's awesome. I know. It's oh, it's part of the whole scaling up, taking over the world thing. But yeah, we do have bees. My husband wants us to get chickens. I'm freaked out by having chickens because as much as I love eggs, I just feel like they'll run amok and I don't, I get- No, no, I, no, just, get, just do for a garden, you said a quarter acre, right? Mm-hmm. Just do three. Three little yeah. chickens? 
They're really there to um, turn the soil. You'll be surprised what they do. It's really, really cool. Okay. Yeah, you let them out. They can free range for like, you know, you'd have like a pen area and then uh -huh. let them free range every now and again. And what they do is like, they're, they're constantly scratching with their, um, their talons. I couldn't think of the word. I was gonna say toenails. Which <laughs> not what they have. Um, what kind of chickens do you have? They have toes. And then, um, they turn the soil. They also eat all the little bugs. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. I gotta I mean, be honest. I've gotten really biodynamic, and I feel like it's really like such a cool place to be. Yeah. I mean, we did get two more, we have two more spaces that we're developing and trying to map out now. And one is going to be more of a food source. So that could make sense. I just feel like right now for the flagship, especially with these bartenders, they're so prissy and they're so, but I think <laughs> it, it could be one of two extremes if I have three chickens at that one. But maybe for the second location, definitely that could be a good situation. Just be careful. Chicken math is real. You buy three chickens and next thing you know, you buy 30 more. Because you're just like, I'm just going to get a few more, but it's 30. This is Gina math. And then you get really obsessed with them because they're super like cute. Plant math. It's like plant math yeah. and seedlings. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you like wallpaper the chicken coop because the chickens need wallpaper. <laughs> yes, they need it. Of course. They need it. They needed it. My husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm wallpapering the chicken coop. He goes, for who? They can't even see. <laughs> I'm like, they love it. They don't love anything. They don't know anything would happen. Right. Anyway. So you say you're taking over the world. What is So these two new plots, they're still in the Atlanta area then? Yeah. So one is in East Point. Um, it's an acre. And that property is owned by a woman that has a kombucha farm. That she has a kombucha brand. And she is like, look, you can have this. I did every now and then I want to get some herbs. Like, you can totally have this. I was like, yes, say less. Thank you, ma'am. And the other property is in Vine City, which is an up-and-coming area that is being gentrified right now. It's Caddy Corner to the Dome. And that was gifted to me by a former bartender who is so spiteful. He'd rather give me the <laughs> land than sell it to developers. Like, the land is worth, like, $200,000. And he'd rather give it to me than he was, like, those faceless assholes. I was like, thank you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so now... Um, we're focusing on three main things right now. One is the development for the second properties. Uh, we recently got a grant from Tales with the Cocktail, um, and that's gonna part of that's gonna go to start developing those. And the second part is to build up and beef up our bartenders emergency relief fund. We, in the short span of time that we've been open, you know, things happen outside of COVID. Things happen like this year. Our intern this year, who um, she's an intern from Georgia Tech. She had been helping a lot with the grants, but she was a server all through college. So she, of course, became a member through that. Her house burned down. So her and her oh six siblings, right, her, her six siblings and her parents were ass out. And, wow. you know, that was one thing that happened. That happened to Monique in, I believe, in May or June. And then last year, two of our bartenders, um, Sebastian and Kendall, were coming home from New York uh, over Thanksgiving. And they were in an Uber. They were around the corner from the house. Some kid stole a car and hit their Uber head on. And the crash was devastating. Kendall was able to go back to work within a few weeks. Sebastian was out of work from, so this happened like Thanksgiving. He was out of work till February. And you know that can, you can be homeless. You can yeah. literally be homeless on that. So I want to be able to do more 
than just start a GoFundMe page for my members. I want to be able, like, you know what, let me help secure some of this for you without any strings, especially in an emergency situation. Like, who who plans for a house burning down, you know? Yeah. Who plans for these things? And then the person that actually sparked this, her name is Kia Palmer. She actually was living in this um, condo for almost 10 years, and during COVID, the landowner had the opportunity to sell it for three times what it was worth. And she pretty much gave Kia 30 days to get out and figure it out. And the housing market and everything was just ridiculous. And Kia, we had a um, we had a fundraiser for her in the garden. We gave her some money. She raised a good amount of money and she was able to move, put some stuff in storage and actually move somewhere that wasn't terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to be able to do more things like that for them. And that's part of also helping sustain this community that people don't think of and that we don't really have contingency plans. And the last thing I think is probably the most significant. Um, and that's why the second and third properties will come in. We want to start developing a for-profit site. It's going to be called Pieces of Paradise, a.k.a. Prop. And mm-hmm. we want to be selling things that we make. We have the bees, so we're going to be selling honey. We're going to be taking that beeswax, and we're going to be making candles. We're going to be making designs with the things that we grow, herbal bundles, all these different things. And any bartender that is a member of the garden that wants to develop that entrepreneurial spirit, we are breaking it down for a for-profit model so they can have a sense of ownership. I want to invest in my friends. Nobody had a contingency plan for us. So these are things that, you know, we're working on. We're, de- we're developing fundraising campaigns for because as amazing as all these things sound, this shit needs money. This shit takes money. And, you know, it's great to join, but, you know, the reality is you need access and you need capital to make these things happen. Yeah. No truer words. We're going to have a link to um, how to donate to her, right? Yeah, we'll have the, all the links will be, again, in the episode notes. It'll be in, um, it's on the website and all the episode, on the website itself, but in the, the, just the episode notes when you're listening right in your phone. So it won't be, we will not make it hard for you to find out how to help. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah, we should just do a post about like how like you can give in all the different ways and pick something. I mean, it's the season. It's the season. It is is the the season. season. It's the season to make other people's lives better. Exactly. And in turn, in turn, you also gain so That's much right. from it. You it's, really do. it's a selfless, so. selfish act. Yes. You know, better bartenders make better cocktails. I mean, how much greater <laughs> is your drink on the taste if your bartender is not having to worry about stupid stuff? And I mean, and this is just the beginning. I really, I've, just over this year, I've been talking with a lot more people and going on different world tours, preaching the gospel about this thing, and people are interested in building out more as if a paradise garden. So even with that, the idea of developing a franchising model for this, you know, is something that is in my brain and I want to put on the table and make happen as well. And who knows, Gina, I could, we could, we could have a sip, you know, where you are. I think it'd be <laughs> great. I have, I know plenty of people in DC. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm we, hearing we, you. Get we, Kiata we, space. It's going to be rooftop, though. You have to do rooftop gardens. Yeah, you can have a listen. I actually did a, um, actually did a podcast with someone who was like, well, you know, I live in a dinky, apart- a dinky little apartment. I don't. I was like, you can do this on your shelf, your windowsill, yeah. your back porch. You can put a garden anywhere. You really can. That's right. You really just yeah, need and- soil, water, and light. That's it. 
Yeah, and then the higher at those higher elevations, you don't you don't have to use pesticides. Exactly. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. Yeah. So mm -hmm. when they do all these rooftop gardens and these these, these green gar these green rooftops, because of the the height, there are no bugs. Yep. So well, not the can, one, not use, the devastating ones that we deal with. Not but, the devastating yep. ones. Yeah, you'll have a fly or you know. A I'm like, I'm pretty sure some bugs can fly. Yeah, they can, but they don't go to those higher elevations. I've seen a big. Yeah, but the things that like take out plants. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So you um, mean the rats or the rats? in DC the or rats the eat everything? No. Oh, the squirrels yeah, are the worst here in Atlanta. Jeez. All right. Well, we know she's not a squirrel. She's not a squirrel. Okay. I got it. All right. Here I we got go. it. It's okay. easy. All right. All right. So this is how we know if you listen to our show or not. There's a final question. Uh huh. So. I'm gonna just take a stab at this one. If, you know, in this day and age, everyone identifies themselves as a different spirit animal, and you've definitely, over the course of the last two episodes, told us that you are a bee. <laughs> and you are the queen bee, if that, right? If you can identify yourself, though, as a spirit ingredient, now it could be for a cocktail, or it could be for food, but one ingredient, what would that ingredient be, and why is that you? Hmm. I'm probably going to put myself in a box when I say this, but I'm going to say ginger because I am good for you. I'm also fiery and I'm very distinctive tasting. Oh, okay. That's kind of bad. We might have to edit that out. I don't think my husband right, do it again. Like that. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. My husband might not like that one. I don't know about that one. Say it. <laughs> say, say, say ginger then. Tell you can do it again. You want to do it again? <laughs> no, I think it's fine. He'll be fine. There right. we go. Yeah. Done. <laughs> I think it's fine. Let's, I mean, let's keep the blooper in there. It's part of me. Like, I, I am not a perfect person by any means. I thrive in shenanigans and failure and all kinds of stuff, but I feel like that's part of me. I don't ever want people to think I'm this perfect person that has everything. I say dumb stuff. And like I said, when I said it out, when I said it in my head, it sounded great. But when I said it out loud, like, uh, Darius might be like, what the hell do you mean by that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> don't. Stop tripping. That's hilarious. <laughs> right. And you can't fake a reaction like this. Like, y'all were like, oh, oh, okay. Right. You can't fake that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And here awesome. we are. That was amazing. There we go. Well, cheers to being ginger. Cheers to all that you do. And thank you for so much of the good stuff that you put out there. There's and being so on much the show. Yeah, and thank you for coming, hanging out during this holiday season. And again, oh. just sharing that love and that cheer. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate that. Can't wait till you're here in D.C. taking over the rest of the world. Cheers. Yes, please. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that for sure. Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. 
Find Missing Links League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.